Goodbye. Stay classy. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories. President Xi and Trump sound notes of optimism after a phone call to discuss their trade war. But the Liberal Party's Felix Jung says Hong Kong companies will need tax cuts to get them through the trade spat. And up to 100 million Bangladeshis are going to the polls. President Xi Jinping says China and the U.S. are hoping to meet each other halfway in order to reach an agreement on trade as soon as possible. Xinhua News Agency quotes Mr. Xi as having told Donald Trump on a phone call that Beijing is working to implement the terms of a truce agreed between the two sides earlier this month. The U.S. president says progress is being made. But the BBC's Chris Buckler in Washington, D.C. says it's impossible to know how accurate that claim is. Sometimes you wonder with President Trump just how much it is about the personal relationship he has with President Xi as opposed to what has been discussed and hammered out by the trade teams who we know have been in contact throughout December and who are planning to have face-to-face negotiations or what they're describing as consultations come January. I suppose that President Trump himself does believe, having spoken to the trade teams and having spoken to President Xi, that there are some strides being taken to get over this real problem that exists between the US and also China as far as tariffs are concerned, these tariffs being placed on all these products. But truthfully, we don't have a deal until we have a deal, and I still think we're far away from that at the moment. Meanwhile, Liberal Party leader Felix Jung has called on the government to offer more tax relief to local businesses in the face of the escalating U.S.-China trade war. Speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong, the pro-government legislator said he expected Hong Kong's economic prospects to plunge next year because the SAR was hardly in a position to keep itself afloat during a Sino-U.S. trade dispute. He said the financial secretary's budget in February should include higher allowances for salaries and profits taxes. He added that the government should also consider cutting profits taxes in order to attract overseas investors. And he warns that without these measures, many industries in Hong Kong will suffer. The Hong Kong government's work in dealing with the impact of the trade dispute is not enough. As of this moment, there is no substantial prevention and economic boosting measures. It is expected that overall the business situation will fall in 2019. Some companies are already facing critical situations, especially the export industries. They're having great difficulties and other industries such as logistics and retailing will be affected one by one. Therefore, the SAR government should work harder to initiate appropriate measures to prevent the impact of the economic turndowns on Hong Kong. Chief Secretary Matthew Jung says the past year has been a very fruitful year for Hong Kong, witnessing a big leap forward, especially in public transport infrastructure. Writing in his weekly blog, he says the year of 2018 has been an important year during which both the cross-border high-speed rail and the mega-bridge connecting Hong Kong, Macau and Zhuhai have opened. He added that there's also been some breakthroughs in terms of labor welfare with statutory maternity leave raised from 10 weeks to 14 weeks. He also stressed that it's been a year of investment in education where recurrent expenditure on the sector has been increased to 84 billion Hong Kong dollars, the highest among other recurrent public expenditure. And looking forward to the year ahead, he pledged that officials will work hard to ensure the SAR government works effectively. Police say a 55-year-old taxi driver was killed in a traffic accident in Chaiwan this morning after his vehicle was involved in a collision with a private car which had pulled up at the side of the road. 
Officers say the accident happened not long after 5 a.m. on the westbound carriageway of the island eastern corridor near Oitong Estate. A 36-year-old woman driving the car suffered minor injuries in the smash. Voting is underway in a general election in Bangladesh, where the Prime Minister, Sheikh Hasina, is seeking a third successive term. More than 100 million people are eligible to vote. Heavy security is in place after a campaign marred by violence and accusations of intimidation against opposition supporters. Ruhul Kabir Rizvi is a senior leader of the opposition Bangladesh Nationalist Party. Our leaders and workers have been arrested by the law enforcers, 11,500 leaders and activists of Bangladesh Nationalist Party. The main challenges, you know, the free, fair and credible election must be held if election commission will play a neutral and independent role. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The Center for Health Protection here says it's monitoring a suspected case of Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, or MERS. The patient, a 40-year-old man, had recently returned from Dubai and has been admitted to Rutanji Hospital in Wan Chai. A preliminary test for the MERS norovirus has proved negative, and he's said to be in a stable condition, but he'll be monitored for 14 days. The film world has been paying tribute to Hong Kong director Ringo Lam, who has died at the age of 63. Mr. Lam was best known for some of Hong Kong's most stylish gangster films and for his work with star Zhao Yunfat. Actor Daniel Wu, who appeared in Mr. Lam's last film, Sky on Fire, said he'd put Hong Kong cinema on the map. Action star Jean-Claude Van Damme tweeted he was deeply saddened by the news. Mr. Lam was found dead at his home in Mount Shan yesterday. Italy's parliament has approved a revised budget for the next year amid complaints from the opposition that it was dictated by the European Union. Paragiano del Rio from the opposition Democratic Party said the revisions were an insult to the Italian people. Millions of honest citizens, prime minister, millions of public and private sector employees, millions of pensioners who pay taxes. What should they say about you, you that condone those who cheat on taxes? What should they say? Will they say thank you? Will the country thank you for demolishing public ethics? The new budget watered down earlier big spending measures to avoid EU disapproval. In October, the European Commission rejected Italy's budget proposals, which promised a universal basic income and scrapped pension reform. A French resistance hero who saved the lives of hundreds of Jewish children during the Second World War has died at the age of 108. Georges Loinger used considerable ingenuity to help the children escape from occupied France across the lightly guarded border with Switzerland. The BBC's Daniel Mann has the story. It was a wartime tale of perseverance, ingenuity and bravery in the face of exceptional danger. Georges Loinger, whose cousin was the mime artist Marcel Marceau, was born in the French city of Strasbourg in 1910. He was a talented athlete with blonde hair and blue eyes. These Aryan features meant the Germans didn't suspect that he was Jewish when they caught him in 1940 while he was serving with the French army. He managed to escape from a prisoner of war camp, head back to France and join a humanitarian organisation which stopped thousands of Jewish youngsters being sent to their deaths. Authorities in the Peruvian capital, Lima, have destroyed a mausoleum housing the remains of eight left-wing Shining Path rebel fighters. The local mayor said the bodies were relocated within the cemetery. The BBC's Candace Piet has more details. 
The eight Shining Path rebels had been killed during prison massacres more than three decades ago. Their remains had been relocated to the grave, which was built in 2016 by their relatives. Groups of supporters protested as the structure was destroyed, saying their rights were being ignored. But the mayor insisted the removal had treated the bodies respectfully. The grave site, known by critics of the Maoist rebel group as the terrorist mausoleum, was declared illegal because it lacked the necessary permits. Sports. Liverpool have opened up a nine-point gap at the top of the English Premier League. A hat-trick from Brazil's Roberto Firmino guided them to an emphatic 5-1 victory over Arsenal at Anfield. Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp said he really enjoyed the match. You try everything, you, you, you make mistakes, you sort them, you, you, you react in the right way, you, you, you play football, you press, you create spaces, you run a lot. I loved the game, to be honest, and it was not a perfect game, but we, we didn't, that's not important. It's just important that you react in the right way and that you really um, try everything to win it, and that's obviously what we did. The day's shock result was a stunning 3-1 home defeat for second-place Spurs by Wolverhampton Wanderers. Cricket in Christchurch, New Zealand have thumped Sri Lanka by a colossal 423-run margin in the second test to take the series 1-0. Sri Lanka resumed the fifth day on 231 for six, and Trent Bolt and Neil Wagner mopped up the last three wickets in just 14 deliveries this morning. Meanwhile, India have thrashed Australia by 137 runs to win the third test in Melbourne and secure an unbeatable 2-1 lead in the four-test series. India won the first test in Adelaide by 31 runs, with Australia bouncing back to claim the second in Perth by 146 runs. To end the news, our top stories once again. President Xi and Trump sound notes of optimism after a phone call to discuss their trade war. But the Liberal Party's Felix Jung says Hong Kong companies will need tax cuts to get them through the trade spat. And up to 100 million Bangladeshis are going to the polls. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value. Value. And a new experience. Yeah, 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 yeah.